Hey guys, it's Sophie and Elise, and welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Shop Podcast. So, disclaimer, before we get into anything business, women related, I have to admit that I am slacking a little bit on the coffee front this week. It's been a very, very overwhelming week. Bank holiday vibes. Yeah, the definition of burning the candle at both ends is me today. We just think we can do everything, don't we? Like honestly. Run a business, do a podcast, have a social life. Go out. My friend had me drinking tequila, lime (gasps) and soda. Oh. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. (laughs) So I think that is absolutely the reason I'm full of cold this week. So Did you like the taste of it? No, it was disgusting. I've never had that before. Um, We won't be having it again. No. Um, So I'm on the Lemsip. You know, we have a podcast to film. We have a coffee shop to run. We have to open. Um, but yeah, apologies for the cold sounding voice. You know what my thing is this morning? Well, today. It's my dress sense. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm thinking, who is dressing you lately? I, I'm working, what? I don't know. You I'm, are stylish. I'm, I'm putting things on and I'm looking back and I'm thinking, what are you wearing? Yeah. I don't know what you it is. You have them things in your wardrobe and you pull out and you're yeah. thinking, what, what, who in what that? mind frame was I in when I bought that yeah. in the shop? Like, I think you told me that person. was a good idea. I think I have like this alter ego where I think I'll suit the cargos. Everyone else looks yeah, cute. Yeah, I know what you mean. I put them on and I thought, you look like you're going to work as a builder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I look like. But I, like, I see outfits on TikTok now and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that all looks so stunning. Yeah. And you put it on and you're literally like, oh no. No. Why have I had not... this in my head for the last two months? Yeah, exactly that. So yeah. You're on the lemon set. I'm whinging about Not what stylish I'm anymore. Yeah. We're, I don't think I ever losing was, the plot, are yeah. <laughs> So, this episode, do we go back to the. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll this go back episode, to it. We are going to talk all things struggle related. Yeah. Um. So, following on from our imposter syndrome episode, we thought the next sort of logical episode would be to dive into the struggles that we faced being women in business, also young women in business. Um, I mean, to be honest, that was probably the main reason we wanted to start the whole Yeah, it definitely. We wanted to highlight the struggles we faced starting in, starting out, yeah. even now. And we know that speaking to other people in business, they relate to this. Yeah. People have brought in, having that, and yeah. give us things that we, they want yeah. us to discuss. So we popped something on our stories, didn't we, about a week ago. Yeah. Um, and we sort of said, have you struggled, like, you know, what sort of struggles do you face? Not even just in... Business. business but in your jobs in your career I think we even said at uni um, and we have we've had quite a lot of people message so we sort of said a mixture of going into the messages and also just leaning on the experiences that we found yeah and um, would make for fingers crossed a really exciting episode yeah and we want to say again thank you to everyone who's watching and liking subscribing yeah it everyone matters it really does so thanks so much absolutely so shall we go into the do you want to start with the message yeah let's okay. go for it so I feel like this is a strong one to start on, actually. A strong one. Yeah. Let's start. As Stronger than on. your length. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one says, do you feel intimidated as a woman in business or also as a young woman in business? Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, so that's literally exactly what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Really. <laughs> you've got a few of these, haven't you, with mm-hmm. what you've had to deal with, with the council and stuff like that. So, 100%. The biggest thing I always say whenever anybody says, you know, what is it like or how do you find it? The main thing, honestly, this sentence will have come out of my mouth numerous times in the last two years. I genuinely feel like people see me coming. So they see a young girl that has a business 
and think she hasn't got a clue what she is doing. Yeah. And that honestly, like like we said, even down to dealing with councils, um, even really with customers at some on some level, um, fellow business owners in the city, like honestly, people see me coming and they yeah. just think she hasn't got a clue. She hasn't got the foggiest. Literally. Probably because you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. um, but no, I think it's really, really hard. I think it's one thing being a woman in business. And then I think it's one thing also being seen as like a young woman in business. Yeah. Because again, and I know, I'll have said this to you many a time, but I know people as well will also think it's a case where oh, I'm sure her mum and dad have probably bought her that business. Yeah. I've genuinely had people in here that said, oh, mummy and daddy helped then. I know when you just so think, rude. no. And first, people, would you even dare say that to no. somebody? People sit, used to say it to me, not as much now because I obviously must look a lot older now. Yeah, but when I first now. started, I'd be setting things up and they'd be like, oh, so is it this your mum and dad's business? And yeah. I'd be like, no, actually. Yeah. Not everyone just gets things handed to them. And I think the more people realise that. Yeah. It, it did really, really bother me at first. And I was a bit like, you know, if people are going to think that, you know, my mum and dad have bought it for me or I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. And it all links back really to the imposter syndrome that we were talking about last week. Yeah. But I was just like, well, what am I doing it all for then? Because all I'm trying to do is make something of myself and be successful and make this business successful. Yeah. But I don't want to do that if people just think I've been handed it on a plate that I'm not really having to bust a gut. Well, I'm like oh yeah no definitely not until something goes wrong and then I'm like yeah it's me mum's yeah. <laughs> and dad's actually <laughs> to be honest I can say all of that but when something does go wrong here yeah I'm literally dad this yeah. has happened Help like me. literally yesterday um, we had a window completely smashed literally half of it fell off into the river half of the window pane was smashed and I literally was just a bit like give me two seconds <laughs> I'm going to ring my dad and we'll regroup because I didn't have a clue. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm doing this all by myself, blah, blah, blah. Like it's a one woman show. No, it's not. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is my business and it's my name above the door. And it's, you know, it was me that got it off the ground sort of thing. Yeah. So it is really, really disrespectful. And at the beginning really did hurt my feelings when people would be like, oh, have mummy and daddy funded this then? Or, you know, they act like I don't have a clue what I'm doing and maybe yeah. really patronise me. That's what it is, it's patronising. It is, but but it's, it's happened that many times now that I've sort of grown a backbone a little bit and a bit of a thicker skin and I'm just a bit like, well, no, like you can think that, that's yeah. fine. I know actually how I've managed to get here and I, the hard work I've put in, so... I feel like that's a, a good way to look at things. Like, I used to get really offended by what anyone said, just about... In life in general, really, yeah. if someone said a negative comment to me, that's it, I'd be crying. And business does make you have to get over that yeah. kind of It's facade. the growing like, the thickest you, skin. You know what you are capable of and what you've been through and how you've got here and what you've accomplished. So that's yeah. all that matters. doesn't matter to anybody else. No. Exactly. And like I said, it really does all link back to the mm. imposter syndrome episode where if you and the people that are closest to you know... And I think, like, with both of us, like, the graft and all the hard work that we put into Yeah, like, the long hours. Yeah, then the people that need to know that know it. At the end of the day, if people walk through this door and think, God, she she absolutely hasn't done this by herself, (laughs) well, then that's fine. Think that, you know, that's not the case at all. But it's one of them things. People are always going to have their own opinions. And, like, you can't, as hard as I tried, as hard as I work, and as many hours as we put in, you're not going to change that opinion. So, let 
let me just come out with another quote here. Oh, like, sorry. I need to like. We need to get this. Yeah. Snip it this bit. Snip this We're going to cut this to its own segment. Yeah. Right. We'll just, just here we focus go. on me here. Um. You need to be able to stand your own ground. <laughs> and not mind blowing. <laughs> know your worth, girl. <laughs> I love it. At least Hannah. Quotation. I'm just here for the. I'm the side piece. <laughs> God, no, but yeah, that is a good one to start. And I think being a woman in business and trying to stand your own ground and start trying to like even get anywhere with a, a job. Yeah. I, fi- I find people who are a woman in even a normal job role yeah. are still paid less, are still looked down Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, not looked down on, but they're, they're still not, they're not seen as equal. No, and that's not. the biggest thing, I think, isn't it? And yeah. like we said, it's not just women in business, it's women in any industry. Yeah. It's sport. Literally, it's anything. Um, and that's one of the main reasons we wanted to sort of do, do a podcast, podcast because we really thought that, do you know what? Like, there's all of these podcasts, but there's no two women yeah. doing that and talking about that and talking about how hard that is. Yeah. Um, and we just thought, well, let's, let's use... The experiences that we know, yeah, we we don't have that many. We're still learning and growing with yeah. it, but we have some. Yeah, let's tap into it. Let's and go for it. Absolutely. So, shall we? Next question. Yeah, go for another question. Okay, so this one says, "Did you struggle to fund your businesses to start up?" So that's a really good question, and a lot of people have already messaged in before we even mentioned this episode, asking about how we started. Yeah, for me. I was struggling because I had absolutely no money <laughs> as I quoted on episode number two. Um, so obviously it was quite hard to go from having nothing and then using the last of what I had to invest into something. Yeah. But after that, I started researching, looking into things and I went to Sunderland Enterprise Place and I did actually go there and they said they couldn't help me because although I went to uni, I was from Hartlepool, so it wasn't like... Ooh. I wasn't in their region, is it a region? And do Hartlepool not have anything? No, they didn't really like have anything like thing. that. They had an enterprise, but I don't think it was very, like, supporting of young people in business mm-hmm. kind of thing. They might do, I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, but when I went, she was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, I did this little presentation and stuff. She was like, I'm really sorry. We can't, like, accommodate you kind of thing. So I was like, oh, well, never mind. Doesn't matter. Worth a try. Yeah, worth a try. And then she actually rang me. And she was like, oh, I've looked into this because I found it a bit strange how you've obviously gone to uni for however long mm. and we can't help you. So oh, if you come, woman. I know, really lovely. So then I went back down and yeah, they offered like a start-up grant for the business that oh. was free. And I also applied for another grant and it, you had to do like, it was a bit like a competition, like Dragon's Den. I just me going in in my little suit with my little present. And I thought, I have not got a chance in hell here. Like, I was like, who do I think I am here? I, I had that. no clue. I just started. Like you walking into that final interview on The yeah, Apprentice. That's what I was like. I was like, I'm ready. Dragons, I'm ready. Have you folded? Yeah. I am Elise Hannah. Yeah. Dragon's Den crew, I love it. Uh, and I won. I, I won. That's brilliant. I know, and I was so proud of myself. That is so and that good. is probably one of the first moments in my life, I think, that I've thought, "E, like I could She's actually do this." Here, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the time, I would do things, and I'd be like, oh, "I'm not interested. I don't yeah. want to do it. I'm not sticking at it." And it like really your heart's gave, not in the, Yeah. In there. And it really gave me confidence, and I was like, "Wow, like I've actually gone." And up the about, type of girls we are, like 
we would we would say that was a sign yeah we'd be like do you know what the universe the universe wants me to do the little events company wants it to do well yeah so yeah the the Sunderland Enterprise place I could recommend for anyone wanting to start out they're also but but for that one you had to have some connection to the city yeah to either be from there or obviously you went to uni there I think it's just a surrounding so I right. was a bit far out but if you've gone to Sunderland so maybe you have like a catchment area yeah sort of thing yeah but even if you're like slightly far out yeah, yeah. I think from that they have included Hartlepool mm-hmm. and other places so I feel like if you went there they're more than willing, willing to help yeah but they were amazing and I cannot re- like they really really did help yeah that's really good um I mean mine was a little bit different because I actually got a loan yeah um my coffee shop so I rent from the council so I'm like a tenant um on like a lease um so I did need a bit of like a down payment essentially really um which obviously I didn't have I yeah. had some savings I mean I'd worked I can remember you were saving for ages yeah so my whole job that I had in marketing all of that I was just sort of pocketing away all the time Um, I was in a really fortunate position because I was still at my mum and dad's yeah um so I was just saving 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 what I could but obviously in the grand scheme of things it was nothing compared to what I needed. Um, so again, it was with the help of my dad. We were we did a lot of research. I looked into a lot of different ways to do it. Um, and I ended up getting a startup loan. So it was literally called a startup loan. I think if you put in Google now, like a business startup loan, there's so many different ones. Um, I did mine on, I want to say it was called British Enterprise Funds. Yeah. I think that's what mine was called actually. Um, and with that, you can only get a certain limit. Um, of how much you can obviously loan, but it was going to be enough to for what I needed really, just yeah. to get me started. Because you don't want to be in over your head. No, exactly. Um, and that was it. And it was a big risk, like we, like I mentioned in the previous episode, like it was in the middle of COVID. Yeah. Um, it was a risk, and it was also not very likely that people were going to be giving out loans at the time because startup businesses weren't. You know, no one was starting up many businesses let alone mm. you know business that you actually were physical and you actually had to come into um so I remember even when I was trying to get my coffee machine um I like sort of leased that from a company and they said at the time they were like we're not um working with startup businesses at the moment because they can't guarantee that the payments are going to be made yeah because no one can guarantee that the customers are going to like the customers are going to be there um so it was really really tricky one for me obviously I had to go through the whole process of doing a business plan which again I had not the foggiest so hard as I well. had literally I was watching YouTube videos I was googling um I actually found one really really useful website and I think it's actually on that west like the bank uh, website yeah and it was just like a really straightforward simple structured plan of how to do a business plan and I remember I put it all together um and then my dad sort of had a look over it for me Obviously, you know, it'd been a while since my dad had made any sort of business plans. He was also a bit like, yeah. uh, you know, we maybe need a bit of a refresher sort of thing. Um, and then, anyway, sort of went from there and took, like, well, fingers crossed, thank God, I was approved the loan and that was sort of the start of the snowball for me to get going. I always think it's a good idea, well, now, I think, to have a business plan anyways. If you're starting something it's a good and way you to, can, like, visualise your yeah. goals, it's better to write it down and actually look and think how am I going to get from A to B to and C I suppose it's a little bit like vision boarding yeah like you know like everyone says now like the best way to sort of not not to always mention manifesting but yeah. if you believe in all that sort of stuff then to have all of your goals and dreams in front of you on a piece of paper for, to physically see 
is a lot more effective than just having it in your mind. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right, like, to see it sort of, you know, for me, as well, it probably was the first moment since seeing this coffee shop and actually physically coming in that I actually sat down and thought, okay, what is the vision going to be for this yeah. business? What sort of thing am I going to sell? At what sort of price? Who are my target customers? What would my opening hours look like? You know, what would I have staff? Would I not have staff? Would I do food? You don't think about all of these things. No, and like you said, being made to actually physically sit down and write it out yeah. was that moment for me where, at first I was a bit like, shit. Yeah, what do this? Help me. But also where I was a bit like, okay, like this is how it could potentially work if I was to get the loan. I just think there is a lot out there and there's a lot of directions that you can go down. And if you take the time to even go on Google and just be like, how to start a, a business, a how to like get loans, grants, yeah. there's more than enough out there if you don't go looking for it you won't find it yeah basically. exactly i don't even think a lot of people know about sunderland enterprise well i and, never did yeah and I like knew you could have gone down the route of that but i didn't know that it, it was a thing well now because of that you could have went mm. and they help you in so much like they give yeah. you a mentor of how to do mm. your like finance so it's always like worth and that's the good thing, like we have such different businesses yeah. and we've been down completely different paths to get to where we are. Yeah. Um, which again is why I think it's like a good thing that we're doing this together. 100%. Um, it's just like a really, like a bit of an insight, isn't it? Mm. How it's all works. And we're learning about each other. We're like, yeah, I did not know that. So next week I'm going to be starting an events company. Yeah. <laughs> we should do it like um, when people do the swap. Yeah. <laughs> and you could do my job. And Imagine, happy mine would never look as pretty as what yours I'll be like. You know, one time I worked in Pizza Hut and I swilled someone with five drinks. So imagine me and Okay, here. we're not going to be swapping anything. No, we won't. I went over. <laughs> We've got a reputation. I went over with my train. I was like 16. I was like, <gasps> I'd just been promoted from salad bar to, uh, <laughs> to like actually racing. I went over, took one glass off, full tray, all over this one. Over the, literally over, over the people. One woman, like five drinks, oh, one woman. God. And she was like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. Like, yeah. help me clean up. And it's just that awkward thing so where you want to cry inside. We couldn't like, swap. We couldn't. No, I, no. Couldn't, I just couldn't do your job. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> shall we do another question? Yeah. So this one's really good because we are the worst for cringing at ourselves, aren't yeah. we? I mean, we're doing a podcast and we're putting ourselves out there, but inside we cringe every single second. But they said, getting my name out there and spreading the word, they find it really hard and cringy trying to sell themselves. Yeah, 100%. We relate to that, don't yeah. we? It's just a thing, I think, when you have to be your own advertiser yeah that's it and you're you don't want to come across as or you're bragging or being like oh like yeah look come, at this look yeah, what i've done yeah, look what we're doing yeah yeah do you feel the same definitely but i think one of the things you just have to remember is you're trying to make a living for yourself i know and you're trying to make yourself some, something of yourself it keeps relating back to the imposter syndrome yeah it? 100%. everything it's just absolutely relate like I always think I'm putting myself out there you have to people mm. like storytelling it's all on TikTok it's all on social media everything's on Instagram so yeah. you have to be able to do it and if not I remember <laughs> last week we both posted like um a like day in the life yeah didn't we? we were like you know we should really do it like the podcast yeah and then we were both literally like I was just 
die inside. Like, honestly. It's a vital of But then I love to watch it of other people. I know. So I just think it's like a catch-22 where yeah. it's like... And everyone always comments and it gets a good response mm. because I've been looking at things and how you market and things like that and it's always you have to be in it yourself and you have to make it yeah. personal and People relatable. like to see. Yeah, the, what is going on. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, and it does link a little bit to this comment um, where they've said they find it really hard to sell themselves. Yeah. Um, one of, well, and I say one of, actually the biggest struggle I think I find at the moment is the balance. Yeah. So for example, like this comment, she finds it really hard to sell herself on like her Instagram and stuff. I totally appreciate that and understand where that's, like, that comes from because I find it hard to have the time yeah. to do the Instagram, I think, and it's a something... A lot goes into it. No, it really, really does. And I think something we mentioned in one of the first, first episodes um, was literally how when you are self-employed, you're not just... You know, like for me, like, obviously, I literally work in this coffee shop five days a week, but that's not the only thing you do. So you do that and that takes up them whole five days. Like I leave early, I get home late, I don't have time really to anything else. But it's like on top of that, you then have to find the time to do your ordering, do any marketing that you want to do, whether that's social media or not, do bills. You know, I also have staff that you have to make sure you look after and do rotors and pay them. And there's literally so much. And I just think, how on earth do you balance it all? Doing all of that, having a social life, doing anything outside of the business that you might want to do. That is a struggle. That is one of the biggest ones, really, isn't it? It is. It, I think it's the biggest for me. And I think I got really, really overwhelmed at the start. And don't get me wrong, I think in my head, I knew that I was starting a business realistically. I wasn't going to get to do a lot else yeah. with, with that sort of time in my life. But I don't think I was quite prepared for how much. We were much. wild. Like, yeah. when we were at uni, we did anything and everything. We yeah. lived life. We did. Which I love yeah. now that we I'm did. I'm glad we did. But I just think... It was I a remember shock to the system. My mum literally <laughs> said to me, she was like, there's such a fine line between, like, selling yourself, like, marrying the business. And she said, she was like, you don't want to do that. Yeah. She said, you're still young. You know, you've, you've got a boyfriend. You've got friends. Like, you need to hold on to that. Because as soon as you cross that line and this becomes life, it's really hard to go back and sort of make it not the, like, yeah. main thing, you know? You need to live to work, not work to live. It, no. Is that, um, is that the that, way you're at it? Is that the right way around? You need to work to live. I said it the wrong way around. <sighs> you need to work to live, not live, live to, to work. work. Yeah. And that's it. And I think... It is hard because I know some people will listen to that and be like, well, actually, you've started the business. You preach about wanting to make it a success and everything. And absolutely. But you also do want to live life as well. Yeah. Like, life's for living. It's not for working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You need to put the work in, but you also need to find a balance. Yeah. And I think I still struggle with it to this day. Like I said, like, I did get really overwhelmed with it sort of in the first year. And I remember, like I said, I got the keys in the end of the January and I actually went on holiday in the October um, and between that January and that October I had one Saturday off yeah. for that whole so basically for what's that like about nine months or something I'm not sure which I'm sure to some people they'll be like well that's nothing you know it's yeah. just part of the job and it is Stop absolutely than- but it's a shock to your system when you go from having every weekend when I had an office job to then 
my weekends were not my weekends anymore. Yeah, I think mine's kind of not been as bad because I've never not worked weekends. Yeah. So all the way through college, all the way through uni and to now, I've either, not every weekend obviously as I do now, but I've I always had a job that's been yeah, weekend yeah. work. So it hadn't been that bad. But I know we're all different. But, mm. So for you to have that taken away yeah, is exactly. worse. And, and like all of a sudden you have to go from when you'd have been at every event with your friends to then being like, well, I can't because of work. I can't because of this. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like it is, it's a shock. But, you know, I'm two years down the line coming up to like my third summer. And I would like to think that I'm, so, I'm definitely starting to get to the point where Actually, if somebody people. has something off on it or something on on a Saturday night, yeah, maybe still have to work during the day or still have to come in on the Sunday, but the actual night I can make it to now. Yeah, and I think that was always the important thing to keep in my head back in my first year that it was like, this is my first year. I'm never going to have my first year again. It's meant to be this hard. Like you are meant to be putting this graft in. Yeah, and hopefully one day that will pay off. And like I said, I'm slowly, slowly starting to see that a little bit more now and. Every year I get a little bit of a bigger team and everything like that. You're um, flying, girl. But then I always say I'm going to do all this and maybe get to the point where I don't have to be here all the time. And instead you're doing a podcast. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then I'll just add something else into the mix. Maybe one day I'll open yeah. another. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Like, do I even want this spare yeah. time? Like, true, no. Well, yeah, I honestly can resonate with that comment so much because it's definitely the biggest struggle I find. Yeah, balance. Yeah. And also I'm not that good with, like, Saying I worked in social media and PR before, I'm not that great with the social media marketing mm. side. It's hard. Like, there's a lot to it now, I think. They have made it harder. Mm. Instagram, TikTok, they make you want to, like, you have to pay to be out there and you have yeah. to do a reel. You can't just do a post. And Well, like that comment said, like, sort of selling yourself. Like, you, you do, you want to sell yourself in the best light that you can. Like, for me, I want people to want to come here. Like, you want people to buy your services. Yeah. Um. It is, like you said, there's just so many different ways to be doing it. And you literally can open up Instagram today and you see all these other businesses that are doing these amazing social media posts. And you just think, yeah. you know, you always compare yourself. Again, it's the imposter and syndrome. It's, they always have such professional photos and yes. stuff. And you're like, how are you doing that? I think that all the time. Like, what are they using? Do they and have like the for their filters. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think. They must do, surely. I feel like people must use good cameras. I know, well, that's another bloody expense though. <laughs> what else do you want me to do? And then you actually sign up for these things. It's like, oh, you have to pay for this service. Lightroom, pay for it. Photoshop, yeah. pay for like, anything. Yeah. Even if you want to like, schedule your posts, it's like you have to pay. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the pressure is getting worse. <laughs> um, someone else has said, how do you make sure that the business stays successful? Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. One. Try. Yeah. Turn up. For mine, it's very difficult because there's always new trends. So you have to be make sure you're on top of whatever trend is yeah. coming out. And as soon as you've got the first thing, the next things came out. And you yeah. think, oh my god, like how do I keep up with it all? But I feel like for me, that is my biggest struggle: keeping up with what's next and making sure I yeah. keep a budget to be able to afford to pay for the next thing that's coming out. And yeah, again, what I touched on last time. People don't realise that these products will not last me forever. I'll have to re yeah. bump them. I'll have to spruce them up. Yeah, they're getting used yeah. like weekly, daily sort of thing. Yeah, so that's probably for me, I'd say. But I think, I, I, like in a similar way, really, um, obviously I'm in the middle of a city centre that is full of a lovely, thriving, independent yeah. businesses that do very similar things to me. 
So definitely along the same lines that you were saying, like I'm always sort of thinking about the next thing that we can be doing. So I don't know, like I'm trying to think of an example. The your little Easter eggs. Yeah, so yeah. Easter, for example, that is a perfect opportunity for us to think, right, let's bring out some like mega specials yeah. that no one else is doing exactly how we're doing them. Let's do them, let's do them brilliantly. And it's a reason for people to come through that door. And I really try and do that at every sort of occasion, every like big date across the year. So whether it's Valentine's Day, Easter, you know, all things like that. So definitely similar to you, I do the same. It's- and also another thing I would say is probably down to actually the experience people get when they come through the door so I'm really really big on that like our service is like 10 out of 10 like we're only a small team so I would say there's literally no excuses for people not to have like a pleasant experience and like a pleasant staff we want those five star reviews yeah we do and we really rely on them um, and we get touch wood we get really really lovely reviews and I have really really lovely staff that will chit chat and we'll have a conversation with people and it's not just about them coming in getting their money and them going it's an experience. There's, cha- there's massive chain coffee shops literally next door to me. Like they can go in there and grab an Americano and speak to no one if they don't want to, if that if that's what they want. Whereas they can come in here and they can actually have an experience. They can have a conversation. They can sit down. And I think it's that whole thing of supporting small businesses. Yeah, and it is having that local community vibe. Yeah, hundred where... percent. And I think I've learned that people like to come back if they know that's what they're coming back to yeah and I it's love really nice client. yeah it's really nice now like two years down the line I do get people that come back and people that will be like every time we come to York we come here yeah and I think that for me is such a big compliment and I'm just like we're obviously doing an okay job if, yeah if that's the case yeah, so, yeah I would say them two so things somebody's just took a photo of us <laughs> Yeah, I went to wrong. Are we famous? Are we famous? Oh, they just stopped and I thought, I thought, I thought, have they taken it over the bridge? But why have they taken it over? And I was like, we've, we've made joking. it. <laughs> you know, in Times Square, it's like, yeah. Good Morning America studio, yeah. and like they, you can see the people standing yeah. watching. I keep saying that that's going to be us with like the door of the coffee shop. People are going to be looking in like, oh my god, there they are. It's the home so of the coffee shop. <laughs> so we at least. I love you. We'll have to get a bouncer on the door. We'll make a bouncer. Be so that, right, uh, guys, this coffee shop will be inundated. In, yeah. you, you'll have 17 coffee shops in mind the next one. <laughs> Sorry. I just got a bit excited there. You can see how we get carried away. <laughs> Are we famous yet? Yeah. <laughs> love it. Sorry, I interrupted no, you there. No, that's it. So they, I would say they were the two biggest things for yeah. me anyway. Um, but yeah, really, really good question. Yeah. So... I've got actually a really good one, but it's actually on my phone. So, someone's wrote in and they've said, Hey girls, loving your podcast. Two gorgeous down to earth girls doing their bit to help others. I have a struggle to share. So, I started a uni degree a few years ago alongside working full time. I really struggle juggling the assignments, relationship, friendships, and on top of that, working a full night till five. Yeah, which is a lot. Three years later, I passed my course and held down the job as my company was super supportive throughout. They actually funded me to do the course. That's good. Reflecting back, I really don't know how I did it. Something I learned to do was just to look back on my journey at what I've done and how little old me would have wanted this so much and now I'm finally here. I've still got a long way to go in my journey but feel like I'm more 
more than well enough equipped for the stress as it may bring. Yeah. She's already proven to herself yeah. that she is more than equipped to do it all. I think that's like what I said about me getting that funding and mm. I did that presentation, Dragon Cell, Buster. <laughs> but I think once you've accomplished one little milestone, that's all you need to be like, right, yeah. I can do it. Yeah, you need that sort of encouragement yeah. to be like, you're more than capable, girl. Like, you have overcome so many obstacles and hurdles already. So, you know just what, keep going. You know what I think is another really good thing that she said about a work being supportive? Because I think it, it, that is a lot mm -hmm. to do with how you come across as a yeah. person and how you flourish and what you do. And how you handle it, probably. Yeah, if you have yeah. support people around you as a boss, for it, say, mm. then it makes such a difference. If you yeah. are someone who you feel intimidated around or a bit nervous around, yeah. and they're not encouraging you to be like, go for it, do it, you can yeah. succeed, then you're not going to. Yeah, exactly. And it so really does make a difference, and yeah. the people you work with and the people who employ yeah. you. And I just think when you juggle that many things, like, you know, like that message said, like, it is hard and it's overwhelming, but I think your best way to do it is maybe a little bit like even when we linked back to like the business plan and the vision boarding and stuff like that sometimes just getting it written down in front of you can make things seem a lot simpler a lot more straightforward than when it's all jumbled up in your mind you are only human you can only do so much be nice to yourself yeah give yourself a little bit of time and like you said you're going to flourish with the right support with the right people around you and the right mentality. And you've done it, girl, well done. Listening to the I'm right podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, but definitely. And do you know what? It also feels, maybe nice isn't the right word, but it feels really nice that a lot of people have the same struggles. Yes. You know, in different industries, with different things going on with unis, with children. You're never alone. And yeah, I know. Like, both of my, like, I have two sisters that both have children now. And they struggle to balance everything, just in a completely different way that I struggle to balance everything. Yeah. And I think nobody is more superior, but it's just completely different. And I just think it almost is it's nice to think you're not alone out there. And it's exactly what we said about with the imposter syndrome. So many people feel like it. So just don't let it get the better of you. And just, like we said, you're only human. Yeah. You're only human. Yeah. Quotations. So are we going to finish off with the usual business confession? Okay, so have we got it on the laptop today? You go for this one because oh gosh. You're better at reading than I am. You'll go to that presenter role. <laughs> okay, so we had a really exciting confession, which we love it. We still yeah. like get so excited about oh my god, people yeah. actually said it. Okay, so are you sure I should do this with a cold? Okay, okay so this okay. one says, so basically, I've been in the job for about a month, and as I was reversing out of the car park, I bumped the corner of a colleague's car. This was not me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I read this out earlier, and I was like, Elise, this is perfect, because people love the van story. And everyone will be like, that's definitely Elise. It wasn't. Someone else like me. We promise. Yeah. Um, and I bumped the corner of a colleague's car, it was dark, I got out and there was no scratch, so I just left and carried on. And at the time I didn't know whose car it was, so I went in the next morning and asked whose car it was, but the person wasn't in. So again, I left it. Not because I was trying to be sly, but because I thought there was no scratch. 
Then someone grasped me up to the director. My manager didn't speak to me all day. I had to text the woman and apologise and I started crying at work as if I was a 12 year old. But bear in mind I'd only been there once. Oh, nice. I sorted it out with my colleague Then a couple of months later someone else accused me of doing it because I was an easy target. Anyway, now no one parks either side of me at work and I'm known as the girl who can't drive. Well, that makes two of us yeah. girls, so... You're I not alone. I think that's awful. Like, yeah, that is. It doesn't hurt that she did it. No, these things happen. It's and at the end of the day, she said she went to own up, she apologised. And as well, she sorted it out with the colleague. Yeah. So the other people at work are just being petty. Especially if it's a manager. I'm going to say this workplace hasn't got a lot going on drama-wise. They need a bit more drama. Yeah, negative vibes. Yeah. I mean, if it was my life, this something like this happens every day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can remember one time, someone reversed and admitted, like, fully, my full bumper was hanging off, right? And that many times it happened to me, I was just like, don't worry about it. It was yeah. like, proper past himself, this little man. I was like, these things happen. No, no, like, yeah, these things happen. Yeah. They, it was all sorted with the colleague yeah. spy. The people at work, no, I'm just carrying it on. Yeah. People just do anything for a little bit of drama. Yeah, they love it. And if no one wants to park near you, good. Yeah, exactly. Easy, you can. <laughs> Easy to get in and out yeah. of. Don't have to worry about bay parking, yeah. reversing. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So don't feel bad about that. And I'm sure that's happened to a lot of other people. Yeah. People will like bump and scratch. And, you know like when you're parking a multi-story car mm -hmm. and you open your door and the space is like this big? They'll do that all the time. Yeah. Pe like, people just don't own up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie, have you got a confession you want to tell? Absolutely not. I do park in a multi-story every single day. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I am that person. I purposely park away from everyone else because I just yeah. think, please don't want to like, hit my car or... It would be me, I normally get in and out that flustered and that would in a rush. I'm grabbing all these bloody bags. People must think when I'm walking over this bridge, like, what the hell is that girl doing? When I walk over the bridge, like, oh my god, yeah. is that you from the coffee shop podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my bag. Yeah. Yes, it's me, it's me. I'm here. I'm in a rush. Dropped off on that curb, picked up on that curb. Yeah, the parking spaces. Yeah, we're reserved. Yeah, reserved. <laughs> the coffee shop. Maybe I'm going to get a little sign that says the home of the coffee shop yeah, podcast. Yeah, I love that. I love that you have to. The day that someone comes in and goes, it's this way. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, Imagine people getting photos in this window of their coffee. That should be it, shouldn't you? You want to come and get your photo? Please do. There's <laughs> the charge. Business women at heart. No, but that was a good business conversation to finish off, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really good. Um, and obviously, as always, if you have any funny business confessions, if they're juicy, yeah, anything you want us to discuss, any topics you'd like to, us to discuss. Yeah, we love it. We, like we said, it still like takes us by surprise when people actually do message us. We I think it's it. one of the things that we're like, as if people actually listen. Know. We know we joke and we're a bit delusional, but it is mad. Little old us, that anyway, we're just like. Oh. I know. Do you feel like you're getting more confident? I feel like I am getting more confident, but at the same time, when I'm on the way here, I'm like, oh, I get that nice. Same. All day at work, I'm like, what am I talking And then once we've put it out there, I'm like, what do people think? Oh, I hate it. No, do you know what for me, genuinely, 
tonight is the worst night. So when we get home and we finish mm -hmm. and like I'm laying in bed, I'll overthink everything that I said. And then I'm like, and I've forgotten, obviously, because like, yeah. we talk with that much. <laughs> I forget. So then I'm laying there thinking, what did I say? Did I say anything bad? And I just overthink mm -hmm. until I fall asleep. I think that's a thing that people do with anything, though, with work in general. Yeah. You must do it. And we're thinking, we're going to get cancelled. <laughs> and we said something, and they're like, you can't say that. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. I didn't know. Literally. But um, we can't. We can't be too careful. No. Though. We keep saying as well, we feel like the more we get into our grief, we yeah. get more confident. Like, we do. I feel like we've always been to the awkward. Yeah. Beginning, like, Hi! And we argue beforehand who's yes. gonna start it. At least that's it. You make me! We argue about tonight. We do. I wanna go. We do argue all the time about that. Yeah. But, and then give it 10 minutes and we're a lot more relaxed. And, and we hope you're enjoying it still. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said at the beginning, every single like watcher on YouTube, subscriber, streamer, like it just makes a big difference and it's all just helping us keep doing it really yeah. and, and we're finally on the way to getting a few sponsors so that's really exciting and dare we say official guest. guest and it is sorry oh to say this what? but it is huge <laughs> like i can't believe it <laughs> spoiler i'm so excited i really hope that it is we're gonna have to get our confidence way more I know, we can't be like those journalism yeah. skills coming back in. Exactly. Do you know what? We're manifesting the Hollywood of being yes. right, come on. It's gonna be fab. So um, there's a lot of exciting Yes, so if, just stay with us, stick with us. We wanted to know as well, didn't we? If you have any guests that you want us to mm -hmm. try and get on, be realistic. We're, yeah, we're I mean not. we'd love to have the <laughs>